0: Hi, Nick Green here, host of Behavior Fit Radio, where we talk health, fitness, and behavior analysis. Let's start the show. Just a quick plug before we get started I created a new continuing education course called Getting Started in Applied Behavior Analysis and Health and Fitness. So if you want to learn a little bit more about what I do and get some CEs along the way, go check it out at www.behaviorfit.com forward slash academy. Hey, Nick Green here with another episode of Behavior Fit Radio. This episode is going to be uh, kind of a fun and unique um, episode. It's an interview that I did with two bright young students, uh, young ladies by the name of Paige and Michelle. They interviewed me for their conceptual analysis course uh back in february 20 uh 2021 and they uh they're students at the florida institute of technology um, online program so i am partial to that program so of course i said yes to that interview so um what we did uh, they interviewed me for their class and so they needed to uh, talk to a behavior analyst that worked outside of the traditional fields of special education and um, developmental disability services um, great application, but um, my main interest, of course, is in health and fitness. So we get into uh, the weeds in and a couple of variety of different topics. so I thought it would be great to give you um, an interview that, uh, that I participated in, uh, you know, less about just me on the monologue mic here, but um, yeah, so they ask a lot of great questions on just in general, um, how behavior fit got started, um, how my interest in health and fitness involved, what my work, on the day-to-day looks like with my clients that i serve via telehealth they ask questions on subjective and objective measures what my favorite devices are um, spoiler alert i'm not going to tell you you got to listen to the episode um, and uh, yeah we talked about different types of interventions and um, you know it was a fun lighthearted hearted conversation uh, students asking you know some fun questions so we took some twists and turns here and there um, we recorded this in the, the day you know for both of us so we you know we're a little silly with some of our jokes and things but um yeah i think it was it turned out great so i wanted to share here so um go ahead enjoy and um, i'll see you on the next one
1: so we're um in a conceptual analysis class um with dr cologne mm-hmm. at fit cool. and um she wants us to find a behavior analyst that we find interest in, oh, in a different subject <laughs> than just um autism so Oh, we man. We're looking into behavior, health um, analysis and health and fitness, and then wow. um, found you and you actually live right where we live. So <laughs> it was crazy. What do they add to that? Yeah. What are, what are they add? <laughs> that's yeah. That's cool. So we saw that you also used to work at BACA and that's where oh. I work now.
0: Small world. Yeah. So. Um.
1: Yeah, so we just wanted to ask you some questions to learn a little bit more about what you do.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No problem.
1: Um. So as we've looked into um some of your research and. hang on. I gotta. I
0: gotta. I gotta ask you. So how how far down the list did you have to go to like uh, you know, was I the top pick or?
1: Yeah. No, you were the first person that honestly showed up when we started. Oh. Yes. Okay. That's why we found it so So wild. We're like right here in our area too. But yeah, you were like
2: the first person. Yeah. And Dr. Clone said that she's heard a lot about your work Ooh, and that you person. So, yeah. I,
0: know I, I Yeah. So. To...
1: Cool.
0: Cool. All right. So first question.
1: Um, so we, um, see that you talk about the word move a lot. You want people to get move. moving. Oh
0: so yeah. You wanted
1: to know, um, what do you do to move? and what got you interested in the idea of I,
0: I sit and move, I sit, I'm sitting in a chair. That's how much I like moving. <laughs> um, so it really comes down to, I don't know how much you like, just uh, how much of my content and, and material you've consumed over your kind of hunt here. Um, but really comes down to, I need to go back to, um, so when I was in grad school when I was at FIT on campus, right? So you're, are you in like a hybrid program? Is that what yeah, this
2: is? They both are. Cool.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, is brian neff still the coordinator yeah yep yeah brian's awesome i know him well um so when i was working on my master's thesis on campus in florida i was at a point in my personal life where i needed to move more and get in shape um didn't really know much of the research but i started learning about how sitting is the new smirk how sitting is the new smoking was kind of the catchphrase for this whole reducing sedentary behavior world so i dug deep into that, into my grad studies, and so uh, spin it up, you know, six years later, that got me through my master's degree, and uh, through my PhD program, Um, so for me, it's about just general movement day-to-day, so just trying to get, you know, regular activity, not sit so much at your desk all day, even though it's, we're recording this at 7 p.m., and I've already shoveled snow and worked out, so I get a pass to sit down right now, but um, Yeah, so I like to do functional fitness training. I like to do cr- CrossFit myself. So I have my exercise time I do specifically, you know, five five days a week, and then just through general um, activity and things. I have a normal, I have a, a behavior fits my, not my passion, but I have a, a typical uh, day job with nine to five hours. So I just, I make sure that I get up and um, get some activity in like in the morning and afternoon and throughout the day, so.
2: So is behavior fit like your day to day job then?
0: Oh no, it's not.
2: Oh, it's not. It's just it's, kind of like no. a.
0: Slide oh off. no! It's, did I let you down? <laughs> no,
2: I was just curious.
0: No, um, yeah, it's the
2: bridge um, that you work at.
0: I do, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um,
1: yeah, so I, I'm
0: I'm a, I'm a I'm a business analyst uh, on the clinical side of things there, so I, I focus more on like OBM um, work, uh, working at the home office. So. Um, that, which I love doing that too. So
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. So what does your day-to-day look like then at Hope Bridge? What the be like the business side, I guess, of
0: like what do I do for like my work? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's um just helping like clinicians, you know, with the company like that that I work at, it's a large company with multiple uh, clinics across the country and multiple states. So you have to look at just really creating systems for the business case for the clinical case of just like um, you know BCBAs need to work more efficiently to do this and so I help I work with like I work across departments so I help the clinicians find solutions as that means I work a lot with IT and um, you know the in-house people so
1: um,
0: the stuff that I do now um, oh my OBM coursework scratched the surface on um, but really it's like what i do I've, I've learned a lot on the job but a lot of my you know aba definitely helps um, yeah cool with everything that i do so yeah
1: cool mm-hmm. um so right. then so then behavior fit you do like kind of like on your on your side work and mm-hmm. it's like your your special study you like to study right what
0: was that last thing so that like
1: it's like what you kind of study on your own, your, your own research mm-hmm. side outside of like your day-to-day job.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. Yeah. So um, I started, you know, so with my master's degree, I learned uh, a whole depth of knowledge that isn't covered in coursework. So it's like to do something new and different, right? Mm-hmm. Outside of autism, right? If this is a, con- would you say, a conceptual foundation class?
1: Uh, conceptual analysis.
0: Conceptual analysis. Yeah. So you get other people presenting on other topics yeah um so are you going to be the only health and fitness group yes all right (laughs) um hello everybody um so like to do something new you have to just like learn the principles and you have to learn like a whole new body of knowledge and like work so that's what i had to do so um what was your question i i lost track
1: (laughs) uh no you're fine um, okay, so like when you study, when you do behavior fit, um, are you working with clients, or are you teaching workshops and um, creating blogs and such to help people to change their behavior? In like, in, I do it all. Health and fitness.
0: Yeah, okay. I do it all. So I work one on one with clients. I've presented, you know, academically, i presented conferences. I've done, you know, more practitioners. I've worked workouts. So I've created a CE. Um, I guess where I was going with my earlier point is that. After my, after my master's program, that's when I started to build kind of my, my brand and my business and everything with uh, creating blogs and writing and, you know, I'm on social media, so I create material there. Um, so I am a little bit of a renaissance man in which I've done a little bit of everything. So blog, presenting, publish academic papers, done guest post articles, been on other people's podcasts, done my own podcasts.
1: Yeah,
2: it's I, like,
0: like, I like doing the graphic design stuff. So I do a lot of fun infographic stuff. So,
2: yeah, your Instagram looks great.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Instagram approved.
2: Yes. <laughs> um, how many clients? In which are- I would
0: just have my, my unsolicited opinion here on this is that there's a lot of, you know, if this is a conceptual class, I don't know how much of a snippet you're going to show. It's like if you want to, like, there's a lot, just let me back up. So there's a lot of crap out there on social media,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and behavior analysts aren't immune to creating crappy content so if you're going to make stuff just try to make it good and i try to make it worthwhile to people because i could you know a lot of people regardless if it's health and fitness or anything else like they're just you know it's all about adding value to people and you know people's time and energy is you know it's it's it's, uh it's valuable so let's not waste everybody's time by just making a shitty post so that'd be the lesson kids make good content for people teach people things i
1: like that
0: Try, try to impress everybody whatever you do yeah. You know, if like, if, if it's not impressive to you, then don't put it out there. Like you know, put thought, into it. sorry. It's my, yeah, no, my seven no, o'clock, my 7.00 PM rant. So
1: <laughs> it sounds like it started Um, this idea of move and health and fitness star with you, with your own personal experience. Um, uh, and then you wanted yeah. to share that with everyone because everyone can um, um, be valued with health and fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, What kind of, so like what, like, we saw some stuff about um, like sleep, you talk about. And like, we also are talking about um, the case studies. What was the other case study now? The case study that we did about running. Oh, about running, yes. And like how you can make these behaviors stick um, for our You client, did a case study? We read um, about some of oh, your. my case study. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, what are some strategies that you may. Uh, teach to your clients to support self-management with your client?
0: Yeah. Um, so I really focus on just a couple, couple key things. That's not, it's not so much about the strategies. It's more about like setting up people for success. And if you take a behavioral approach, it's collecting objective data. Yep. So what does that look like? If it's running, then you're going to look at using accelerometers for, um, you know, like Fitbits, garments, things like that. And then just the weekly review. So the account, you know, we call that the accountability piece, but that's one-to-one feedback. So just by having that, and then some type of feedback and goal setting piece, those kind of three pieces there, objective data, uh, you know, defining some target behavior, you know, and goal setting, and then, you know, feedback, those things are going to get you, you know, moving pretty quick. And then you can quickly point to, okay, again, I work with typically developing adults. They can tell you Yeah. what's working what's not working so you can kind of go off of like Mm -hmm. i trust you you believe me right also another contingency i'm throwing just as much as i can at you in just a short time is that people are paying me for my expert advice and my coaching right and my behavioral approach so if you don't listen to me and my recommendations right in in essence you're kind of wasting your money right so yeah i'm kind of the person to kind of lead them along i'm going to provide basic structure but when it comes down to it, it's going to be really providing the tools and strategies to help people overcome barriers mm-hmm. once you get to that point right but again it's setting up like okay what are we going to do you want to increase running how many miles you've been running okay good what's your goal you've been running zero miles well where is this leading you to know, go to catch catch to 5k great what does that look like okay how much how much time do you have to train each week how many days per week are you going to train two days a week Okay. How many miles are you going to put in? Do you know how to run? Do you have the right shoes? Right. So then you start asking questions backwards. So you just start checking off all those behavioral pieces along the way. Right. That's my approach. Other people who coach differently outside of any behavioral approach, you know, they could just t- talk and talk and talk and not take data, but I take data. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, yeah. there's, pe- there's plenty of successful people, but that's just my approach.
1: Right. Yeah. So you're looking at their self reports instead of like, actually seeing them do the target behaviors, correct?
0: Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of, yeah. So it's that's kind of the the interesting part where you have to rely on self-report and then, you know, you just have to trust each other. Like, yeah. if you're an adult, you're paying me. I believe that you did those things. And yeah. But at the same time, you have some type of objective measure that you can always point back to.
2: Do you ever do like in-person kind of training or like where you actually see the client participating in the target behavior or... Do you just with um, the goal setting and do the
0: self-reporting with them? Yeah, so you have the self-reporting. It's kind of a nuance here where you have um, all, all the clients have some type of wearable. So it's going to be a Fitbit or Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. And so by that, technically, it's going to be you self-reporting. Yeah. I looked at my watch and I took 9,000 steps, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, what was was. A thousand percent confidence. I'm. I don't think you're lying on the spreadsheet, right? So yeah. I'm not observing you, but we all know from the health research that Apple watches and Fitbits are reliable sources of yeah. behavior change or behavior yeah. measurement.
1: What is your favorite um, form of data? Collection? Chocolate. Oh,
0: that's what was that? A question. <laughs> Chocolate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oreo cookies. Uh. <laughs> So like uh, you like chocolate Oreo cookies? Great, me yep. too. Um, do you let like, like do you like it? Have a specific like watch or sort of data collection that you recommend to your clients to use?
0: Oh right, that's a good question. People ask that all the time. The correct answer is: Are you ready? It's the one that you're going to use. That's the best one.
1: That's doesn't matter. Like,
0: to... like, so.
1: I that's, mean, I have a Fitbit, but I don't use it. So it's probably
0: not going right. to be viable for me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one that's a, that you're going to use and charge and it's comfortable for you. Right. And then it's going to be the one that takes the data that you need to. Um, right. When it comes down to it, it, we're being marketed to, right. It's all features and bells and whistles. I had a conversation yesterday with a client of, you know, she's thinking about buying a, a either like a treadmill or an elliptical. We had all kinds of discussions outside of it. And like, At the end of the day, when you're talking to a sales rep, any objective or, um, objective or any barrier that you present to them, reason why you might not buy, they're going to sell you and give you an answer. So they're going to overcome your objection every time because they're in sales. That's what they do. So, um, so you just have to consider like, am I buying this treadmill because it has a brighter screen? Am I buying this because of this? Like what matters is, is if you use the damn treadmill, and yeah. how often you use it. And then we eventually got to an interesting point in the conversation where she's like, you know what, I hadn't considered like, I don't envision myself using an elliptical like 15 years down the road. I'm like, ah, that's interesting. So that's just like kind of the, my, just my approach with unpacking these behavioral targets and things of, of like, well, is it going to be useful for you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is that going to look like? You know, and then even, the, so the client came to her own conclusion, which was which was pretty cool, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And seeing like the, what the best
0: treadmill use. is going to be one that you use. And after that, it's really, you know, it doesn't, you know, sure yeah. there's going to be some things that make it more likely that you're going to use it. Like, uh, you know, Apple watches are fancy and shiny have little things. I got one, you know, they're cool. So, yeah.
1: Are there like any like reinforcers that you guys set as like when a client meets their goals?
0: Yeah, that's the, that's, the, that's the interesting thing of my work that I don't really have. It's, it's going to sound weird, but I don't really program for reinforcement.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's I think not, it it's be not be like the a contrived situation. A reinforcer in itself, right?
0: Yeah, for some people, sure. I mean, you know, along the way through assessment, you're going to get a good sense of, you know, what things are likely going to be reinforcing. You know, some people are, you know, you get a good sense of, oh, they love having like a goal in place and talking about the goal is very is a very good conditioned social reinforcer, meeting the goal, talking about that. But sometimes, you know, this is just kind of the, the art of like, you know, being a consultant. Maybe you're not going to bring up, oh, you didn't lose weight for the past like six weeks. Like you're not going to talk about that all the time, even though it's subjective data and there's a goal there. But really, you know, it's, it's the, the reinforcers. Like I don't, you know, I've worked in telehealth. I've, I've worked online with people before telehealth was cool. I've been, you know, I've been seeing my clients in the past three or four years before the pandemic. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I, there's nothing I can't, I can't really control in a typical kind of discrete trial format, which we're used to seeing sure. in most applications. You know, you, and even in business, you're not really going to control a lot of the reinforcers. So there's a lot of real governance involved and other natural contingencies that you have to apply. For, you know, uh, look out for, and then you just really throw a lot of verbal behavior at that, you know, at that, you know, new outcome. It's like, Oh, wow. Look, we've been, you know, for six weeks we've been talking about how great you're doing with exercising and, you know, you're eating up that reinforcement, loosely speaking. And then, Oh, all of a sudden you tell me that your husband noticed you in your dress. Like, Oh, wow. Let's celebrate that. Right. So always like, those are the reinforcers that you just have to catch.
1: You know? Yeah. So, definitely. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. It's, it's going to be taboo. I don't, I don't program for reinforcement. <laughs> That's well, I think weird,
1: there's right? natural reinforces that occur with mm-hmm. um, success in the data mm-hmm. that they see. So, yeah.
0: um,
1: I mean, it's, I guess when we're working with kids with autism, we're thinking of more like tangible items, whereas like you're yeah. working with typical adults. So you don't necessarily need a tangible item for that.
0: Um, uh, and, and health outcomes are, you know, short and long delayed outcomes, right? So you have that behavioral measure of meeting the goals for like, you know, two to four, six weeks, eight weeks at a time. And then I just got off a call with a client an hour ago. And just now we're seeing the lagging improvement in her uh, resting heart rate. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, but only we can link that to, she's been kicking ass at her exercise minute goal for the past like two months. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you have to put in a lot of work for a delayed outcome. Yeah. We all know how those those things work.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That how many hard. how many clients are you seeing right now? So you do your full like nine to five job and mm-hmm. you have to see clients like in the evening yeah. via telehealth, all of that. Yeah. So how many do I know, you I know
0: varies like week to week, you know? Oh. Just depending on the month and things. It could be, you know, anywhere from like one to ten, you know, throughout the month. So yeah. Just, do you just ever hope to these.
2: do behavior fit like full time?
0: Uh, you know, maybe. I don't I don't know. I just see. You know, I just love kind of where I'm at now with things. So it's yeah. it's uh I still have a lot, you know, uh, I try to, I try to teach and share as much as I can through my platforms. And I'm still learning a lot from my clients and learning a lot from other people that are interested, like you, like bright students like yourself. So, um, you know, I've said this a lot on like on podcasts and just different things that I've put out there. It's like, I've, I'm not saying I have the perfect model of doing things, but like there's no exemplar or anybody to really kind of gauge themselves at. So it's yeah. like people can do what I do and make it even better and make it fit for themselves. And
1: Yeah, it's a great model know. to like follow. Um, yeah, to follow for people that like health and fitness and want to see mm-hmm. their actual well, you. success. And I mean, like a lot of people that I work with go to Orange Theory and they're like in love with it because mm-hmm. they see the data. Of oh, sure, yeah, doing, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. If only it wasn't so much money, maybe I'll go, but um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, that's something that I could even do, you know, we could learn to do on our own, like, track our, oh, yeah, yeah. our own health and fitness, especially like mm-hmm. the, the wearables. Yeah. That we have. Um, yeah, I look
0: at it like, um, just a quick comment on that is like, there's a there's there's more like uh skill deficit involved in like a lot of like fitness activities that I think many people um, maybe just like gloss over and it's just like, oh, I'm just not motivated. I'm just not motivated. Well, we know that's a mentalistic interpretation of behavior. I'm not motivated. doesn't tell me what's happening in somebody's environment. So what can we say? Do you know how to use that machine over there in the gym? Do you know what to do with this kettlebell over here? Do you know what the recommendations are? That's basic skill teaching, right? You're just building skills and knowledge there. So I start there and then start building and I've had, you know, success with all my clients just from just a basic skill acquisition, you know, perspective. And then you can say like, oh, now I feel motivated. I'm like, oh, it's magical, right? Teach skills, reduce barriers. Now they're magically motivated.
1: Yeah, that's so true. I mean, like when I go to the gym, if I don't know what I'm doing, I just kind of wander around and I'm like, I guess you should go home. But if somebody can teach you what to do now i have all these new reinforces i can access from all right and if this is a
0: conceptual class right it's like what are the concepts here there isn't like so it's it's uh, this, you know the environment has you've had some learning trials in the environment it says oh when i walk over to this machine in the past i've learned how to interact and contact some meaningful consequence that consequence was lifting the weight we mm-hmm. had i did the correct reps my friend Paige said I did the right thing. Okay. Or my friend over here said, Oh, you did the wrong thing, right? So there's a right. lot to go into it. Right. And then how do you say when we start labeling people, oh, that person's motivated. She shows up all the time. Well, what's 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 in her environment? She's got free time. She's got uh extra money to spend, right? Those orange theory people there, they're so motivated. Well, they got money, they got time, they have been they have skills, they have the things, right? So it's you know, I like to unpack the terms, that's all.
2: No, that totally makes sense. I think you're right. It really does come down to a skill deficit for people to be quote unquote motivated to be Mm -hmm. work out and stay consistent with their health and fitness. Cause half the time they probably, yeah, don't know the right or wrong things to do. So I like to, I like how they broke that down. Yeah. I love that. I Um,
0: think about like, like, so other people might, you know, you might talk about like, okay, well you gotta be motivated. You might talk about some, motivational type techniques or something like that at the, end, at the end of the day, you still have to learn the skill and take, you know, for my money, take some data and actually observe the behavior. So why not just start there and skip all the, all the other.
2: And it takes a while to develop that skill. Does it happen over is the thing with health and fitness. Mm-hmm. Just, forget they're like, well, I can't run, you know, a six minute mile. Well, that doesn't happen overnight. That's going to take. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Months. And I think that's yep. hard for people sometimes to understand mm-hmm. for a skill to develop
0: yeah
2: yeah um
1: so i guess one other question we really had was um just to learn about what a favorite study you have or if you have future research that you're doing right now um
0: a favorite one study
1: like one you find very
2: interesting maybe
0: a favorite study um we like saw a few behavior. on
2: your website, so I think that's where we kind of got that idea from, because we are going to share, um, I think, one or two of your case studies that okay. you shared, so you don't have to do one of those, but anything in general, that's where we kind of got the idea from.
0: Um, Like a favorite study, like in behavior analysis?
2: Um, like with behavior fit, or like, hmm. you know, maybe
1: a success you've seen with your client that you found, um, like...
0: You mean like a like a published peer-reviewed article, or just like one of my own blog articles? Uh, it could be Anything. a blog article. Yeah. Um, you're me on the spot here.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, you could look at, I mean, my for people that are interested in just getting people moving and just the, the rationale, you can look at my my Java article from 2015 of decreasing bouts of prolonged sitting among office workers. So
2: awesome, yeah. yeah.
0: So that one's a good one. Just you know, for just people you know, like the intro. As a good, just you know, that's it's a mini lit review of like, here's all the meaningful, here's all the relevant, you know, research articles and citations you need if you're cool. interested in health and fitness. So, yeah, so check that one out. Um, and then you can look at, um, if people are interested in like health in the workplace, you could look at, um, a green and Dallard article 2019 and JOBM. So, those are all out there. So, okay.
2: um, we'll have to take a look at those and share okay. them with the class yeah yeah do you um
1: do you are you involved with those extra games much or not really Mm-mm. no yeah. oh, okay I thought you might be my brother like spent an hour talking to me about riding uh, a bike on a video game and
0: like, oh yeah yeah how I have yeah, I mean it's it's uh I think they're great I mean they're great you know they're video games they're fun they're great tools if you know if that's if that's somebody's form of like preferred exercise and that's yeah. what keeps them going you know, that's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I oh. just, I was wondering if you were interested in that or not. I'm, I'm not <laughs> really, but, <laughs> um, okay. Well, So, what do
0: each of you like to do for exercise?
1: Um, well, I like to do yoga and I like to run. Haven't done Good. much since we're in right. school, but mm-hmm. Paige over here gets up early yeah. to
2: exercise still. Yeah. I work you out like to every do Paige? Day um I do a lot so I do a lot of like cross training I I run a lot I ran in high school so nice. unfortunately during COVID I can't be setting up for races but like half marathons marathons are my favorite oh my gosh you can do um, virtual
0: races and just log your times
2: yeah I know but it's just I love the community <laughs> aspect um, yeah possibly-
0: I'm, a, I'm a salesman too you can't you can't sneak any excuse <laughs> past me so <laughs> the, ah, the barrier <laughs> wrong try again Well,
2: if you can give me 10 people to run with, then maybe I would do it. But the virtual runs are very hard for, (laughs) I don't know. I love the idea. The social
0: reinforcers, right? It's fun to be around other people.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So health and fitness is definitely a big part. That's why I was like really interested in um, doing this as a topic just because I know, you know, ABA can be applied to anything that we do. So what's
0: the next step? You do this project and then what happens? Mm. or you set or you submit the assignment and then is that uh, it for health and fitness for both of you, uh, you well, back to, are you going to actually, you going to do not, something?
1: I think that um, it is a, it is nice to learn about it um, for, because we are interested mm-hmm. in health and fitness and that yeah, yeah. it is a good way for us to like, maybe think about our own health, how to track mm-hmm. our health and fitness using what we learn yeah. in behavior analysis. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think you know, that's a, so, focus on autism so it has been nice to like branch out and think how can we use this behaviors everywhere in every topic in mm-hmm. our lives so we've picked something that was passionate to us mm-hmm. and
0: that's great yeah that's what I started too uh, you know yeah. when I I started developing my blog now five years ago um mm-hmm. that I was like well in general like there aren't any ABA very good ABA blogs out there yeah. And so I was like, well, I guess I'll start one for that. And there's really, you know, at the time social media was just, like Instagram's Facebook, you know, is, just started. I, don't, I don't really like Facebook, but Instagram's where it's at. Right. So yeah. um, it was just becoming relevant and, you know, became more popular. And then I was like, I think there's something here. So I, I learned a lot, you know, from students like you all the time. And then um, I think there was a big opportunity for, um, yeah, just, just basically teaching others, like how to, self monitor their own behavior like i'm not suggesting like you know go to grad school like i did or anything like that but like if, you, if you're interested there's there's definitely different ways to help people it could be just teaching a friend how to use a fitbit and tracking you know your steps or something like that so.
1: yeah i mean just like you had on like one of your most recent <coughs> excuse
0: me sorry left
1: you just like, um, you know, we may like have the data on our watches, but do we actually know how to analyze it and what to do with it? I mean, cause yeah. when I first got a, a fit that I was like, cool, I can see my heart rate, but now what, what does, does that I, mean? What do I do with yeah. this?
0: Mm-hmm. I didn't know Let's how to ahead.
1: incorporate it into my lifestyle or my health and fitness. So, um, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, just like the way, how do we use this data and, um, analyze it to our benefit is a cool way to think about mm-hmm. it.
0: Yeah, it's just like you get a new data point for a kid. I'm just like, okay, cool. He knows how to he knows how to put a pillowcase on a pillow now. What do we do with that?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I got a heart rate data data point. What do I do with that? Yeah. So no, I, I'm I'm very I'm very uh very thankful that you you guys both of you chose to interview me, and it's always exciting yeah. that people are interested in learning about the things that I'm interested in. So
1: yeah, yeah we appreciate it. Thank you yeah. so much. Do you remember
0: yeah. the cologne? What's that?
1: Do you remember Dr. Cologne?
0: Dr. Cologne? I, I, I never came across Dr. Cologne.
1: Dr. Marilyn Cologne, I think. Um, nope. She's been an uh, instructor for FIT for a long time. and mm-hmm. she, she says she's like one of the first like 500 BCBAs. Um, How do you spell her name? Um, her last name is C-O-L-O-N. C-O-L-O-N.
0: Um, C-O-L-O-N.
1: Yeah, I believe it's Marilyn. Oh, M A R L I N.
0: Marilyn. Oh, okay. Come uh, on.
1: Yeah, but she um she.
0: Florida Tech. Yeah,
1: yeah, and she yeah so she thought highly of you. She had known you. She's very intelligent. So um, that's a really well, good. Of course place.
0: she is. If she knows me, she's out of this world.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. <it> was, <laughs> It was cool to know that she knew who you were and then we're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to interview him. So yeah. Yeah, Thank you for um, coming by to speak with
2: us on such a short notice as well. Yeah. We appreciate it. Oh
0: yeah. No problem. Let me look.
2: We actually knew we were going to do you a couple, like not too, like a while ago, but (laughs) we We, just dived into the research, like really this weekend. We're like, oh man, he was right. Like so close to us. Definitely see him in person, but
0: there's a whole world of opportunities. So if you want to do more, you know, just.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Just yeah. let me know.
0: And of course you're gonna get an A on this project, so just let me know how it turns out. <laughs> of course. You're the official okay.
2: <laughs> yes. That's a snippet we'll show to the class. We'll just say and you're gonna get an A.
0: <laughs> Passed.
1: Yeah, cool. we'll we can email you our presentation too. So Yeah.
0: Awesome.
2: Well thanks All so yeah, and if
0: you can uh, share the share the links they recording too, that'd be I will. Too.
2: I will definitely share it with you once I figure that out. I will definitely share it to you. Yeah.
0: righty Cool. All right. Thanks, Nick. Talk to you later. Yep, no day. problem. Okay. Yep, bye. bye. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. If you haven't yet, follow me on all social media platforms. You can find me at BehaviorFit. That is B-E-H-A-V-I-O-R-F-I-T on Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube. If you haven't already, check out my main site where there's blogs, sign up for the newsletter, and more. Go to www.behaviorfit.com or email me at nickbehaviorfit.com. At Hope to hear from you soon and keep moving.